When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Football Full Circle right here on The Grid. Mike Blute and George Kurtz going around the world of football, NFL, college. It's going to be an action-packed show today, so excited to have you here on The Grid. So, uh, George, obviously, things in America continue the way they have been really over the course of the last uh, week to 10 days. We see continued protests uh, all over America Frankly, it's it's come. It's also happening in the area where we live. Yeah, peaceful protesting in smaller pockets, but nonetheless, protesting uh, continues. And I think that we have seen it impact the world of football greatly. In our previous show, we talked a lot about the controversy surrounding Drew Drew Brees, Vic Fangio, Jake Fromm. Uh, we see released in the last 24 hours as we film this show a a really thought-provoking, powerful message by many of the young African-American stars of this league, from Pat Mahomes, organized by Saquon Barkley. So we see that start to try to create change, a positive message, and have people understand where they're coming from. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. It's a very simple 90-second social media video, but clearly uh, phone calls were made, texts exchanged in order to get a very powerful group of players to join in. Yes, uh, and it was organized. It was good. I just saw it earlier uh, today, a little bit, a uh, little bit ago. And listen, this is the platform they have to use. And uh, as much as I think what got Drew Brees on a lot of trouble was saying that this uh, wasn't the platform that they should be using. You know, it should be on a football stage. I would disagree, especially at this time of year. Right, there's not much going on here. Use your, use your, 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 what's the word? You're famous. Use it. Right, you're gonna get. Uh, we mentioned yesterday how some guys have more Twitter followers than others. You can, their message can get out there much more than if you just wait till there's nothing going on. So use, say what you have to say, get it out there, and that's how change will come. Obviously, going to the uh, polls in November will also uh, is a, a way for change to get out there. But if you want your voice to be heard, say it. I, I have no problem with the protesting, none at all. Peaceful protesting. You mentioned it is uh, on Long Island as well. Uh, not to the anywhere near the degree of the bigger cities, of course, but it's out there that we've seen it. And for the most part, it has been peaceful. And that's the way it should be. Yeah, I, I support it. I thought it was a really strong, effective message. I think it can get out to a lot of people very quickly. Utilizing social media, obviously in conjunction with the NFL uh, to some extent. And I thought Look, it's brief. It's powerful. I think that's the type of thing that people remember. It doesn't mean that people don't remember uh, the protests in the street or that they don't remember longer speeches. But in many ways, 
a bite-sized, powerful message like that is a really good way to get the message across. So, so I, I applaud them. I don't know if you have any further thoughts, but we have some more things on this front to get into. Yeah, I think uh, most of us would like to see meaningful change. None of us want to see what's going on here. I've stopped watching the videos on Twitter. They're all disturbing, said, of uh, what yeah. the police have done to people, pushing the guy down yesterday, and then we're beating up some people. Oh, the bike patrol is beating up on people today. I mean, after a while, it's like, you know, it's just, it's sad. You know, yeah. I think we all, I think the change does need to happen here uh, yeah. for whatever reason. I know some of these videos are probably taken out of context. We're not seeing the whole thing, but they certainly, and I certainly don't believe that every cop is bad. You know, I don't believe yeah. that at all. There are good cops, there are bad cops like any other place in the world. But uh, I think I'd be silly to, or naive to say that we don't need change. Look, I, I think there remains an egregious disconnect between what uh, people are asking for and how they are being treated in some instances. Obviously, the negative incidents that we see are going to play out far at a far greater rate on social media and on the news because that is the nature of how content is consumed to some extent, right? Um, but there, I think there just remains an egregious disconnect between, between peaceful protesting and, and cops thinking they have to lock it down uh, after curfew. So, um, again, it, it isn't a criticism of police forces nationwide, but I think there are obviously incidences that we have to, I should say all police nationwide, but I think we do have to focus on making sure that those people that are protesting innocently and peacefully uh, remain treated with respect. I think you've seen certain state and local officials say as much. So on this, in this same vein, Akeem Hicks was interviewed earlier this week by Jason Leeser of the Chicago Sun-Times, and uh, a tweet uh, sums it up, but the, the story, I'll get into the story a little bit greater. Uh, Jason Leeser, uh, Akeem Hicks, his tweet says, Akeem Hicks says it's clear to him that Colin Kaepernick lost his career because of kneeling, and then drops a bomb in the middle of the conversation. Quote, we signed Mike Glennon. And it was, a, it was this call, this conference call of sorts that really stopped the conversation cold because I think he was trying to illustrate how egregious the decisions that were made by NFL teams. Mike Glennon was signed to a three-year, $45 million deal. He played four games. They released him at the end of the year. Mike Glennon has since been signed three additional times since then uh, by the Jags, Cardinals, Raiders. Not in that order, but uh, I believe that's where uh, where things sit right now. So there were many suggesting, obviously, for years. And we don't have to go into the entire history of Colin Kaepernick, because, but it is, look, it's in the background of all of what's going on right now, George, right? This started with him four years ago. And we still have never seen him get a legitimate chance at playing in the NFL. And I think Akeem Hicks is, through that quote and through him talking about other things during this conversation, is telling you how far apart the sides were on really understanding what was going on with the pro with Colin Kaepernick's protest. Oh, I think they. I don't think. I would say most didn't understand what uh, what Kaepernick was trying to do. Right, but I think there's other things that were in, uh, were in play here as well, as far as uh, Kaepernick not getting a job. Uh, one, did he want a starting job, not a backup job? Did mm -hmm. he uh, want to be a starting job? Did the team want to bring him in and take on the media circus that was coming along with it? Why didn't Tim Tebow get a job? It's because of the media circus that came along with him. He could have been a backup, but it was the media circus. Teams don't want to deal with that. What's the old saying? We don't want distractions. So I think that played a part in this as well, especially if Kaepernick doesn't accept a backup job. I don't think there's any doubt that Kaepernick is a better quarterback than Glennon or maybe even better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. But those guys also accept backup roles or mentoring roles where Kaepernick may, I, I don't know, of course, but maybe Kaepernick wasn't very, well, willing to accept that. Maybe he wanted more money. Maybe he wanted a starting job. You know, maybe the money wasn't worth it to him. So I think there were other factors in play here as well. Uh, that being said, it's always amazing to me. And I, listen, I understand Kaepernick is a different kind of quarterback. At certain teams, he won't fit their system. But there are certain teams that could use a quarterback with mobility, especially in this day and age. And assuming that at some point Kaepernick was willing to come down on his price, the fact that he didn't get at least a backup job is silly. And I'll say it before, I don't think he's a top 16, top 20 quarterback, but I think he could start for about 10 
NFL teams, you know, years ago when he was uh, still in playing shape and ready to play. And I always thought he could at least be a very good backup for a, a team here. I don't know if he was willing to accept that role, but I think that's always been my issue there, that he could have at least been a backup or starting for a lower-level team. Whether he wanted to do that, whether the money was ever right in his mind, no idea. But I think, like I said, I, I do think there were other factors that in play here besides the protest. And I think a lot of it, some of it was the fact that the circus that comes along with it and teams, owners, coaches hate dealing with that questions every day yeah. about what's going on with Cap. Yeah, and look, I, I think some teams thought about signing Colin Kaepernick and got scared away by the threat of losing sponsorships. But I think if teams are going to have a sense of social equity or social justice, it doesn't mean that you had to sign Colin Kaepernick, but I'm just saying if you were pressured away from signing him because of outside influences, it's a billion-dollar entity. You own a three-plus a three billion-dollar entity. I think you have the ability to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. You can stand up for it. You can stand up for something like that, even if it means losing a sponsor or having a cold relationship with local police forces until you uh, broker peace there. So, look, it doesn't mean that the Bears had to sign Colin Kaepernick, but I think Akeem Hicks is expressing how disappointed he was and many players were that there were available jobs that he didn't have access to. The Mike Glennon thing, he's shrapnel in all of this because he was a serviceable quarterback sure. to bring in at that time. He's a journeyman guy. They ended up drafting Mitch Trubisky anyway, and it made whomever they signed irrelevant because Mitch was going to be given the job, which he was a month into his tenure there when John Fox was the head coach. And the last thing on Hicks, all I will say is this. We saw it. We watched how it unfolded, and we see that he doesn't have a job now. This isn't this call isn't to advocate for Cap getting a job, but he did sacrifice his position for where he is now. His career was ended because of it, in my opinion. And I think that's that's well said. So let's move on to another story, something far less serious, although uh, potentially impactful. It's regarding Henry Ruggs, George. It's just a fluke situation here. Uh, earlier this week, Henry Ruggs, the third one of the team's first-round draft picks, recently Raiders rookie wide receiver Henry Ruggs III, recently cut his thigh while moving, moving items into a trailer. He says he's pretty much okay. There were reports that he punctured his thigh, it was close to his femoral artery, he was trying to move a trailer or something, quote, uh, and the trailer just kind of pinned him against a car, a car or a wall or something, Henry Ruggs Jr. says his dad. So uh, it was just like a little open wound on his leg, a little incision, but the re the, here's the bottom line. Don't help anybody move. Give them a couple of hundred bucks. You're going to be rich now, at least in the short term. Give your buddy a couple of hundred bucks. Hire somebody to move the stuff for him. That's, that's my only point. Well, you know, first of all, I, I, you know, I applaud Frogs for, for helping his friend move. I think that, that actually tells me something about his personality. It's because you helped your brother move just a I, week ago. Same day. Same day I think this happened, I helped my brother move. But uh, I, I applaud him for for doing that for still helping somebody move. But you're right. If I could, if I listen, if I had Rugs money, and my brother wanted to move, I am hiring somebody for a couple hundred dollars. You help him move. I'll, I'll be there. I'll hang out with you, Dan. But I am not carrying things up and down flights of stairs, man. No way. No thank you. No how. So uh, yeah. I mean, uh, what's it? Maybe he wasn't. He was just there for lifting small things, nothing big, and it was just a pure accident that could have happened anywhere. But the trailer being pinned against it, who knows? It does seem to be a minor injury. Nothing that's all that bad that's going to, uh, I guess, keep him out. Maybe if there was mini-camps, he might not be able to do that. But from all from what we're hearing, and once again, doctors can't really take a look at him. Uh, is he a rehabbing player now? Can he go into camp? Maybe. Yeah. So he should be able to. So they'll know for sure there. But it does look like he'll be back by training camp. So in the end, it's probably no harm, no foul, and a learning experience. But, uh, Henry, yeah, now, if you really were helping this guy move, hire somebody, buddy. Dude. I mean, hire somebody. You got a nice bonus. Your first half of the first-round pick, you got a nice bonus. Give him 300 bucks. Tell your buddy, we're all good. That's my gift to you. I don't need to help you lift furniture and put – what if he dropped it on his finger or something like that? It's just ridiculous. He's on crutches, by the way. So it might not be career-threatening, but he's on crutches, like, from over-moving something. It reminds me of the old Bob Ojeda thing when he – cut the tip of his finger off cutting his hedges it's just a silly thing to have to do we're going to come back and get into some football stuff about jimmy garoppolo 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Grid. Get on The Grid. It's Mike and George talking about football here on Football Full Circle. If you want to follow us on Twitter, please do that at SportsGrid and on Instagram at SportsGridTV. George is at George Kurtz on Twitter. I'm at Mike Blewett. So feel free to interact with us there. Tell us how much you like us, how much you don't like us. Tell George how much you don't like him. I don't need the grief. I don't need the, uh, the grief. I love that stuff, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, because, uh, you know, headlines are always a little shocking. You should click on there. Nice job by Kevin Patra from around the NFL. Um, Shanahan's quote, Kyle Shanahan's quote, his head coach, Jimmy G has the ability to be one of the best QBs of all time. So let's just call it a little light hyperbole there. That's fine. What I really wanted to do is dive in a little bit. Uh, on him. So this, here's a quote. When you have to talk to Jimmy about one of the best quarterbacks of all time being available, this is in reference to the dalliance they had with Tom Brady during the offseason. Tom Brady was obviously looking around, found a home in Tampa. But quote, when you have to talk to Jimmy about one of the best quarterbacks of all time being being available, I know Jimmy has a goal to be that, Shanahan said Thursday uh, via NBC Sports Bay Area. I know Jimmy. I believe Jimmy has the ability to be that, and that's what both of us are going for. If we can get him there and he has the ability to do it, we're going to be pretty happy with who we have for a long time. So there was obviously a lot of talk about how this offseason, George, about how they could get out of Jimmy G's contract pretty easily. They could move on, sign somebody else, draft somebody else, uh, because we're not sure exactly. You know, it's coming off a performance in which they were this close to winning the Super Bowl, and then Jimmy G went 2 of 10 down the stretch with an interception when they had a 10-point lead, uh, led to the Chiefs uh, winning the Super Bowl. So my real question to you is, like, when you start to dive into it a little bit, he's, got, he's currently got only 26 starts under his belt. He's 28 years old. He's going to turn 29 this season. He'll have about 34 starts if he stays healthy. He's call it another eight starts. 34 starts before his 29th birthday. The only time he's ever started more than six games was last year. He started every game that they played, just 19 games in total. So my question to you is, 
if Jimmy was any good in the first place, wouldn't he have found his way to a starting job and been racking up wins long before his 28th birthday rolled around? I think that's a little unfair. He was okay. behind Brady, who mm-hmm. may be the best uh, quarterback of all time. And let's face it, if Belichick had his way, he might still be behind Brady. Or maybe he'd be starting for New England this year. Yes. You know, one of the one of those two things. So I think it's unfair as far as the number of starts he's had. He got injured the one year with the ACL. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was sort of his fault not getting out of bounds early, but you no know, more of a fluke injury than anything else. I also would say this. If not for one bad pass in February, we're not having this conversation. If that pass is two yards closer to Emmanuel Sanders, it's a touchdown. Kansas City, uh, San Fran has the lead. I don't know if they win the game. Maybe Kansas City comes back and wins it anyway, but they have the lead. But you no think one, that pass, if he hits that pass, no even if they lose, it absolves him? It absolves him. He made the big play. That's the way football is. That's all we remember, the one big play. And he made the play, put him in the lead, defense let him down. If they would have lost. That's, I think that's exactly what would have happened here. If he completes that pass, no one remembers the two for ten. The, all the terrible throws in the second half. No one remembers that. And I think So I think that's... Uh, in my best way to look at it, I'm not saying Jimmy G is great. I'm not. I think he's an average quarterback. I think he's somebody, especially a team like San Fran with that defense, you can win with him. You know, no doubt you can win with him. I don't think he's someone you have to a jettison. Now, maybe there's some salary cap implications, but where are you going? I mean, you're San Fran. You're sort of ready to win now. Do you want to start over with a rookie quarterback? And let's face it, what rookie quarterback are you going to get? San Fran should be a good team this year. You should be drafting in the mid-20s again. Who are you getting? Next year is not uh, it's supposed to be a very strong quarterback draft, more of an average uh, quarterback draft coming out of college. And you're not going to get one, any one of the top guys. That's not happening. No one's going to really trade some really good players. Are you going to go the free agent route and go for one of those quarterbacks? Well, you know, Tom Brady's only a free agent because he, he wanted to try something new, got tired of Belichick. Cousins was a weird situation. Who's coming out that's going to be a free agent you can go out and get? Uh, so I think it's easier said than done. I mean, what are you hoping for? Uh, Dak Prescott leaves the Cowboys. Cowboys don't franchise him. They can't work it out next year. Something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, weird things like that could happen, sure. That, you know, Dallas doesn't believe in Dak for whatever reason or for another team, and they let him go. Jameis Winston? Cam Newton. Cam Newton? I mean, those are guys who have issues of their own, right? I mean, Cam would be a completely different type of offense. Maybe that would be good for a Shanahan offense, right? Because he likes that sort of thing. But we still don't know about his health yet because of what's going on here. So I think, uh, I don't want to say they're stuck with them because that makes it sound like, oh, they have no choice. But I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad marriage right now. Is he making too much money? Sure, but most quarterbacks are. That's just the way the, uh, that's just the, way the nature of the game is. His salary is, in, in terms of quarterbacks, his salary is pretty reasonable, you know? It's, I it's mean, not awful. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's reasonable based on the position that he plays and, frankly, the production that he had last year, which was really good. You know, they they didn't throw they obviously ran the ball a lot last year. He had four hundred and seventy-six attempts, sixty-nine percent completion percentage, thirty-nine hundred and seventy-eight yards, twenty-seven touchdowns to thirteen picks. I don't love that, but it's uh it's not egregiously bad by any stretch of the imagination. His quarterback rating was a one oh two. Uh, he suffered 36 sacks. Uh, see if any fumbles there. But in in any event, that's those are the numbers last year, which is why look, he made Pro Bowls and they they got to the Super Bowl. Jimmy played well. It's just that we we all know there's hyperbole in saying he can be one of the best of all time. Kyle Shanahan's giving a pat on the back and and trying to inspire confidence in how he feels about Jimmy. I don't think look, Jimmy G's a 29 year old. NFL quarterback, I don't think he needs anybody all the time giving him a shot in the arm, right? Um, this is what it is. He, he's, got the, he's got the contract in front of him, and the team is his. So he has to screw up to lose it at this point. But he has to understand that people are going to criticize until he corrects something. The best game he played to date, in my opinion, was when they went to New Orleans last year and he, Jimmy G put up a monster game. He beat Drew Brees. It was Drew Brees at that point. Drew Brees had come back. He beat Drew Brees in New Orleans and proved, and, yeah, and proved that the Niners were the best team. He sort of proved it then, even though I was still doubting it. Uh, right. I thought the Saints were the best team. But right. the Niners proved it that day and carried it all the way to the Super Bowl, save for the last, frankly, it's really 11 minutes, but you can even 
take it down a little further than that. They had the lead at 20 to 17. They make some plays there. They can push the lead up a little bit further, even if they lose. I'll say this. If I want to hit the other viewpoint, if something like that happens again, you know, it doesn't have to be in the Super Bowl, it can be in any playoff game, you know, and he once again comes up short, that's going to be a problem. Because now, yeah. what are they going to say? Can't win the big one. Right? Yeah, yeah, you can ride the de- you can ride your defense all season long and beat those teams, but you can't win the big one. You know, and that'll be a problem. You know, that will be a problem that they'll hear if or that he'll hear. And that could make a team want to make a change if they feel like, he can only get us so far. He can only get us to, you know, a divisional run. After that, we need somebody. Can't rely on the defense to win every game. We're not going to beat a team like KC uh, with a, that kind of an offense. Yeah. Uh, so I, I could see that happening. So uh, I think his I, – I, I do think he can win with them, but I think his leash or his rope just got a little shorter because of what happened in that Super Bowl. Yeah. He signed the five-year, $137 million and a half dollar deal with the Niners a year and a half ago, basically. Um, five years. Say that again? 27.5. Yeah. And, but after this season, which he's obviously going to play this season, after this season, they can cut him after the year. They could release him after the year for a $2.8 million cap hit. That's nothing. Even if the cap goes down, George, which we'll probably talk about in a later segment, that's nothing at all. That is 1% of your cap, basically a little more. Um, it's between one and 2% of your cap. That's, that's an easy write-off if they have a better option available. Is it a draft pick? Is it cam? Is it somebody else out there? Do you acquire, I don't know, Matt Stafford. As you start to bring up these free agent names though, these guys are already older than Jimmy. He's, he's a little older than somebody that's in an upward trajectory because he didn't get a start until late, but he's still younger than some of the guys we brought up. He's older than Jameis. He's younger than Cam. He's younger than Matt Stafford. Who else would be out there? Aaron Rodgers in two years? Like, you can't plan for that. Aaron Rodgers is going to be 38. You don't want to you don't be doing that unless you're putting together one-year deals with people, like sort of like where the Colts are in sort of like a position that the Colts are in. And I don't think they feel particularly um, secure long-term. They drafted Jacob Eason, but if they loved Jacob Eason, he would have gone before the fourth round. Right. I mean, uh, maybe they maybe they fooled us something with Eason like the Cowboys did with Prescott. But, yeah. I mean, there just won't be a ton of quarterbacks out there. You're looking through a list. You just brought up a bunch of them. I mean, what, are you going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, no. there? I mean, I can't see this happening unless it's Winston or Newton that you're in love with. It. But then again, if you were, why don't you sign him this year? Yeah. So they can see what they can do in your organization for next year. It just nothing truly makes sense here. Are you going for Mariota, Derek Carr? I mean, guys who could be available. Philip Rivers, if he, uh, if when he's no, done. These right. names are not. These names are no bueno. Cam is the only. Cam and Jameis are the only ones that pop out to me. And Jameis could have been done obviously easily this year. Cam is more complicated. Can't agree. Maybe because once the injury, you don't know how. Once again, you don't know how much money he wants. It's so both. I, I see that. It's, I think it is both. I think you're right. Yeah. And the fact that well, once again, if you bring in Cam, you know, I don't want. I don't think it's a circus with Cam, but he, he might want to fight for that job. He might want to go to Garoppolo. How does Garoppolo handle that? You and I both think Garoppolo, you know, going to be 29. He's fine. You know, you shouldn't need the pat on the back, but maybe he's that kind of guy who gets a little, uh, you know, a little wary when somebody's uh, trying for his job. You know, maybe he didn't handle the Nick Mullins thing, seeing what Mullins was done for a while there. Maybe uh, he got nervous about that. You know, they'll know about that. And having Cam there could be obviously 10 times worse because he is a legitimate NFL quarterback, yeah. uh, NFL star. So uh, I, said, I don't think I don't think there's anything they can do right now. Maybe something shakes out in the offseason. It, sometimes it does. But I don't think there's anything they can do in the, in the near term as far as running away from Garoppolo unless he bombs again in a big situation later this year. I think he had a really good year. I think this is another evaluative year, though, for him. And I'll give you a couple of would you rather. Would you rather have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins? Jimmy Jimmy G. That's close. 50-50. Jimmy G over Kirk Cousins. Jimmy G or Jared Goff? I'll I'll go Garoppolo. Jimmy G or – this is good. I'm surprised you went two for two there. Uh, would you rather have Jimmy G or Matt Stafford right now? Stafford. Okay. Even with his back issues and 
everything. Yeah, preying on the health here, but Stafford, I, I think Stafford on this team would be dangerous. Okay. You know, he won't make the mistakes that Jimmy G makes. I think Stafford also has more confidence in his ability. I think Jimmy G is sort of still a little worried about making that mistake. How about Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen, that crew? Baker has upside, but I can't trust it right now. I need to see it first. Well, Jimmy G, past your would-you-rathers with flying colors. We're going to come back, talk more NFL after this on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hey, everybody, get on the grid. Mike and George right here on Football Full Circle. So, uh, George, a story that we touched on in the last show, and I really didn't give it enough time, was the impending negotiation for the NFLPA and the NFL to get started. Now, they have had the luxury of a long runway and plenty of activity regarding their league in terms of having people watch and be interested in. We had the combine, we had free agency, we had the draft, and all of it was like, hey, we're just headed towards week one we're going to get started on time. Saying that, even when there were times when you and I are like, man, this doesn't look good. They should probably wait until October. But now, obviously, we're seeing a drop in COVID cases. It feels like maybe we can get started on time, even though you and I would both also say, you know, Alabama football players got together and a few of them got sick. So this thing isn't, we're not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. But so many other leagues have had to try to get back to the starting line, NBA, NHL, MLB, still just season's blown up and we don't even know how many games there's going to be. It looks like 50. Is it 82? It's not going to be 114. Like that's a disaster. The NFL hasn't really had to deal with the monetary stuff until now. You mentioned on a previous program that Governor Greg Abbott of Texas is saying that he'd be willing to let up to 50% capacity at games. So, that's one possibility for the Texans and the Cowboys. But obviously, closer to an area where where we live, the Jets and Giants in New Jersey, that's not going to happen. It won't be 50% capacity. Will it be some? We don't know. How's it going to work? We also don't know that. But the reality 
of all of this is that it is going to impact revenues on some level. Now, with a newly negotiated and signed collective bargaining agreement, they now have to come to a new agreement as to how these salaries are going to be impacted. So we'll get into the bullet points in a minute, but I laid all that out for you, so I'll let you comment before I do. Well, I think the most important thing here that you said is they have time. And I think time could help them here in the fact that you, you mentioned Abbott of uh, Texas is allowing up to 50%. That doesn't mean the NFL will say it's okay. They might say, well, that's great. We're still only allowing 25%. Yeah, but he's allowing, he, he, right now he's allowing 50. We're in early June. By the time September rolls around, maybe that's at 75%, 80%. Other states may, may have some kind of percentage, some more, some less, you know, depending on how things work here. This is all, listen, it's all guessing game right now. But I think the assumption is going to be that for the majority of the 32 teams, it will not be 100%, mm-hmm. right? And even if it was, you and I have talked before, you feel comfortable bringing your family to a game? No. I won't, right? So even if you're there allowed, they may not get full capacity anyway. Yeah. You know, but let's just say for argument's sake, they don't have full capacity. We're seeing what's going on in baseball. The union and the owners, I don't think there's any other way around it. They hate each other. They don't trust each other. They think each side is lying. They just, they severely dislike each other. It's the same thing in the NFL. There is no difference there. If you can't come to an agreement in baseball, right now they should, they really should be in spring, uh, back in training right now. If you can't come to an agreement during a pandemic to, uh, to figure out how to, how to split $10, million in re- $10 billion in revenue, yes, that's less this year, but you can't figure it out. You want to go to a 48-game season? I mean, it just tells you that good luck. I yeah, don't see they how just, they, I don't yeah. football's going to be any different. I think they're going to be the same problem. It doesn't seem to be that hard for me, Mike. Once again, if football is going to play 16 games, all right, so you, you get that's where you start from, 100% of your pay. But we're not going to have the fans. Okay, well, then there should be an easy sliding scale here. Well, whatever they drew last year, you know, take the average of what every team drew. I don't know, let's just say for even numbers, they drew $2 million, $2 million a season. But this year, they only get 1.2. Well, that means you lost 40%. So 40% yep. of that revenue should be taken off the salaries. Of that revenue, not the entire revenue. Once again, there'd be a very complicated math formula here. Yeah. But it should be that easy. It shouldn't be that hard to do. But they're, they're going to fight tooth and nail over this. And I think it's going to, going to be a problem. Unless this virus suddenly goes away, it's going to be a problem. We're seeing yeah. what's going on in baseball. There's no difference between baseball and the union and football and their union. They all hate each other. Yeah. The, obviously, the big difference between the two is that we have a specific CBA that talks about share of revenue, right? In MLB, it's far looser, the language, and that is the, that's the source of all of it. The players feel that the owners are being dishonest about opening the books, and the fact that they won't open the books leads everybody else to distrust the owners as well, for obvious reasons. Like, just open them up, and we'll see exactly what these revenues are. Anyway, uh the worst case scenario here is that every game is played. By the way, there is obviously talk of the revenue uh, coming down for 2021, the salary cap coming down. It's currently at $198.2 million for 2020. Uh, it rises and falls on unexpectedly higher or lower revenue in the previous season. So that will be the case in 2021 with fewer or no fans in the stands. How bad will they be? Worst case scenario, every game is played in a completely empty stadium, leading to what sources have estimated as a four or $5 billion drop, about a third of revenue. So there's, you go, you said 40%, but you know, ballpark, pretty good guess, George. A third of the revenue. Under that scenario, teams could bring in 40 to $80 million less than expected. The losses are likely, though, to be less than that because it is expected that some fans will be able to attend games. We talked about this uh, just a couple of seconds ago. No one wants to see the cap drop because that has consequences for teams and players, and neither side wants a situation where the cap drops significantly in 2021, then rebounds with the new TV deals in 2022. It makes it extremely difficult for teams to conduct business or do extensions. So, for obvious reasons, if your cap is fluctuating up and down aggressively, then that's difficult. It never comes down. The growth over the last seven to eight years has been pretty dramatic, George. We're seeing nearly double eight-figure growth each year in the cap year over year for the last seven seasons. These TV deals really had an impact. Now, the argument I would make for the players is that 
yes, you want our salaries trimmed because there's no fans in there. There's less revenue to pull from, which I would argue for the players, yes, but you're hanging on to an asset that appreciates year over year and is one of the most valuable and rarest things you can own in business right now in the United States. So we shouldn't take a full hit of that because you are already hanging on to appreciating asset. Does that make sense? Is that a fair argument back to you? There can be all sorts of different arguments. Is your that argument fair? Sure. I think the best argument for the players would be, well, we're risking our health. Not just football, you know, not on the football field, but COVID. The owners, let's face it, they can all go in their, uh, you know, stay at home in their homes and do these games. They're not going to be at the stadium. The players are risking their health. Obviously, you're playing on the field with, you know, 20 other people, 21 other people uh, on the field, plus the refs, plus the coaching staff. You know, so they're risking their health or they're risking their percentage of getting COVID. So maybe, like I said, uh, you know, 33%, maybe should only be, well, we'll lower it 25%. We get an 8% bump because we're risking our health, whatever numbers you come up with. But I yeah. think that's going to be the player's argument there. Health. We're risking our health. And how about deferred salaries? Would, be, would that be interest, you know, long-term deferrals uh, of the salary, short or long-term deferrals of the salary? Okay, we'll take a 10% hit now, but we get that 10% back when things are back to normal and the fans are in, you know, to be paid by the end of the 2021 league year, to be paid by the end, you know, we'll take we'll take a 15% trim right now, give us 7.5% back of that deferral at the end of the 2021 league year, and then the other 7.5% back in the 2022 league year. Not ideal, but these are ideas that could be floated. We've seen it floated a little bit with MLB before everybody told each other to go stick it that those are the types of things that we see thrown out there. And, and again, agreements need to be reached on every possible contingency, George. If the season starts and stops, if they play with no fans, they play half the season with fans and then somewhere, like that's a thing that you have to consider. All right, uh, 25%, we'll start the season. Wait a second, there's been an outbreak in several of our cities. We can't have fans in here anymore. Uh, everybody's gotta go home. So that result, you know, is it, impacting revenue in a significant way, it almost, they're going to try to get as many fans into these stadiums as possible, George. You and I will think it's too many. Other people will say, well, what's the problem? Nobody's really sick here. But that's the reality is we'll see it probably fluctuate throughout the season on some level or not. I'm not going to debate whether or not it's smart or not. I don't think it is. I don't know, no matter how many fans you have in there, people lining up at the exits to get out you know, or to, or to get in. The answer, I mean, they're not going to be six feet apart. You'll have, you'll have lines miles long. All right. So it's. Don't argue me. I don't want to hear about this. It's safe. No, it's not going to be. But they're going to allow fans in some degree. But you bring up a good point. You know, maybe I'm at game six. Oh, you know, Texas goes, oh, it's not working out. We have an upper outbreak. You can't have 50%. That's why I don't think it matters so much what each state says. It's going to be by combined. You know, if I don't know how many fans they usually draw, I don't know, 100 million during a year, whatever it might be. I think that you take it from last year. I don't think that's all that. Or you went to an average of the last five years of how many total fans they've drawn each year. And then you just, however, I mean, however many fans you get this year, you go with the difference. Okay, that's the uh, amount you get, you're less to pay. Or the number you're around you should be starting from. I think that's where the agreement is going to have to come into. I said there might be a bump up for the players, and there probably should be a bump up because of the, uh, the risk to their health for deal for COVID. But in my mind, this is not that hard. It's not that hard. The problem is the owners don't want to do that. You know, they don't want deferrals at all because, hey, we still got to pay the money out, money we don't have. We technically don't have, which is, of course, more BS. What you said before. Yeah, they're just going to say it's lost revenue. There's nowhere to pull that from. But it's, that's cool. they're they, going to get such a huge bump from the TV deals that, like, this is going to seem like pennies in the long run. Now, you're right. It does. It's not pennies to me or you or to anybody watching to be like, what are you talking about? Pennies. It's a hundred million dollars, whatever. That's Sports, not that's pennies. Sports, yeah, it that's, is. It is nothing. nothing. It I mean, is Jay. a fraction. A fraction. A hundred million dollars is a fraction of what the Dallas Cowboys are worth. It really is. It's 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 scary. It's three percent of their it, worth. It's ac absolutely scary. Listen, owners don't want to open up their books for two reasons. One, you get to see how much they actually make, which is a lot more than what they're telling us. And two is because, well, they're probably doing some creative accounting which would get them in trouble there. That's the reason why they don't want to open up their books, and they never will. The union yeah. can ask all they want. They never will. And look, there's some there's some of these revenue streams, too, from fans showing up that isn't shared. Parking. 
that kind of stuff isn't shared with the players. Ticket sales is part of the pot, but parking, other things, ancillary uh, items like that is really not shared revenue. So the NFL does a pretty good job of, of spreading out the revenue across the league, but where the owners can really make money is by the experience of the game itself and people showing up to the game um, you know, really unique. And I'll say Jerry's World, where I've been to to a game, is a really impressive place to go. It is as good an experience as I've ever had at a professional sporting event. They put on a show. It's a huge, absolute extravaganza of a show with fireworks and cheerleaders and the whole thing. The building itself impressive enough. So I, I get it. But I just, Mike, I just hope football, the NFL, learns from Major League Baseball. I mean, Major League Baseball is doing everything wrong. Everything wrong. I hope football does. Yeah. We'll come back right here on The Grid. Mike and George, FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Hey, everybody, right back here on The Grid. Get on The Grid for all your latest information on all of our sports. But right now we're talking about uh, NFL football, specifically the Tampa Bay Bucks. Obviously, George, they have been the talk of the offseason. I'm not. I'm going to try not to mention their quarterback during this segment. That's going to be impossible. Ha! Ah, gosh, you couldn't even get 30 seconds in, and he's been mentioned. All right, so Tom Brady's new team, uh, the Bucks. Uh, we, they got a couple of pieces of news because Bruce Arians gave a, 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 an interview this week at a conference call where he was talking about interest in Devonta Freeman. And he said that there would be interest if Freeman was looking for a lower salary. That led for a response from Freeman on Twitter later in the day. He said, uh, we can't negotiate through the media. He just suggested that the team get in touch with him directly. There was dalliances with him going to potentially going to Seattle. But that didn't happen. They signed Carlos Hyde. Devonta Freeman, obviously a huge injury risk throughout his career, George. Uh, I think he disappointed a lot of fantasy owners and people are sort of done with him. However, he still can be an asset in a backfield that 
currently has Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt, a rookie. I think adding somebody like this, they have Dario Gumboale there as well, but adding somebody like this really rounds out their backfield in an interesting way, even if I don't have big expectations from him. It goes, it's just another notch of the Bucks really building pretty incredible depth at the skill positions on offense. Well, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. And I think Freeman wants to play there, which is why he's making this noise. He'd like to sign with the uh, the Bucks. Go for go for a ring. Right? Go for a ring. He's signed with one of the what we think would be one of the better teams in the division. And as you just pointed out, a team that doesn't really have anybody who's a lock. There's no Saquon Barkley here. There's no Christian McCaffrey, no uh, Ezekiel Elliott. It's Ronald Jones, Kashawn Vaughn, and after that, really no, there's no threat there. There's just no threat. I think he, that's what he sees here. And he wants, I'll get some playing time here, and I got a chance to be on a good team that could fight for a ring. Uh, I'm hoping he gets it because, uh, listen, I'm being a little uh, you know, selfish here. I have him on a dynasty league, so uh, I'd like to see him sign there. It would certainly help out my running backs. I wonder, does he quite fit the offense that Bruce Arians and Brady want to run? Not really. And how much money does he want to make? I think that's also the key there. He's running out of options. It's, I, yeah. now it's, Tampa Bay. it's Philadelphia. We heard about them over the past couple of weeks. Seattle didn't go. Went with Carlos Hall. We thought that was an option uh, for them. So he's running out of, uh, you know, the music's going to stop without a chair soon. So uh, we wonder where he's going here. I do think this is, would be an option if they can work out the money. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's other teams out there that maybe don't have the depth that um, – don't don't have a, a lot of depth, but a, again, money comes into play. I was I keep thinking of the Titans, but they're paying Derrick Henry ten million bucks. They just drafted Darrington Evans. Beyond that, they don't really have much, but they can't afford to bring in another free agent that wants five million dollars and be paying uh, nearly twenty million dollars at the running back position. It's just it's not feasible for their team at present. But I think it would be an interesting fit if that does happen. Though, sort of the as Dane Martinez, our one of our co-hosts on this network says it makes him part of the fantasy herd george it sort of brings down the value of all the running backs he's got some but does it hurt ronald jones and what do you expect from the bucks backfield with or without freeman i said i don't know if i want rojo anyway i know our chris venture is like the biggest rojo uh supporter on earth and uh no uh he's a running back three probably in my mind. I do have some interest in Kashawn Vaughn because I think he does sort of fit that mold there. PPR league, I think he could be could be dangerous there. Will Brady use him sort of like the Deion Lewis, Kevin Falk of uh, years past? Curious about it. But even that, I mean, fantasy-wise, I'm not going to spend a... It wouldn't be a, a top four pick. Maybe fifth round, see if he's out there. So he's still at the end of that running back two, running back three category. In a dynasty league draft, which you and I are in, that's a little different. I'd be interested in him at the end of round one uh, at a 12 to 16 team league there. But I think this is going to be a throwing team, like it usually is with Tom Brady. All right? So you need someone who's going to catch the ball in the backfield. I need someone who can catch the ball. And that's why I get nervous about Freeman. I think if Freeman were to sign there, you hope in touchdowns. That's what you need him for. He's got to get those touchdowns. Because if he doesn't, I think his value as far as yardage and catches is going to be somewhat limited. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. So I, I selfishly, I have Ronald Jones in the dynasty league that you just mentioned. My backfield is Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Ronald Jones. It's not great, but it's better than it was a couple of years ago uh, when Chris Carson was really not thought to be much. I think I, I probably got him on a waiver wire for a few bucks, but uh, here we are a couple of years later. If Ronald Jones was good, my team would actually have a chance to be uh, competitive. But uh, other note on the Bucks. Um, this is a quote from Bruce Arians via Greg Allman on Twitter. Quote, that's our base offense, Arians says, of 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. Says he even likes 13 with a third tight end. Expect more of that from the Bucks as we've written this spring. So obviously they've added Gronk. They had O.J. Howard and Cam Brate are the incumbent tight ends. There seemed to be an all, a near certainty that they were going to trade O.J. Howard. Maybe that's not the case now. And they do roll out three tight ends. They just have such two such dynamic wide receivers that those guys have to be on the field at all times. Yeah, if you're only on three tight ends... Unless you're going at no running back set, I mean, Godwin and Evans have to be out there too. I mean, you're, you're running out of spots here. Listen, they should have traded one of the tight ends. I think the problem was, obviously, you're not trading Gronk. He signed with you to play with Brady. Brate, 
Uh, maybe the contract's a little prohibitive for teams to take on. And O.J. Howard, you'd be selling light because he had a terrible year. Mm-hmm. I, he just he wasn't very good last year for whatever reason. So you didn't want to give him away for I don't know what teams were offering a fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick, whatever. You know, I think that's the problem there. I did think they're going to go with a two-tight end set. You know, I don't know. If you have O.J. Howard and Break, good luck. You could be guessing each week. You're going to want Gronk. We know Bray's going to look for Gronk. He's going to be the main guy there. I think O.J. Howard and Bray, which one can block better? They get the guy that plays, which means they're not going to be involved in the passing game anyway. You know, it, uh, I think in some ways they're going to run it like Bray, uh, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez before he did his uh, little dalliances, but it won't be the same exact offense as that. And I said, I do think when it comes down to Brait and Howard, it's the better blocker plays. Not the better receiver, the better blocker. Yeah, the problem with the 13 is, is that you're either going to throw Chris Godwin or the backfield or one of the receivers has to come off the field. You know, it's uh, – I, 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 I want Godwin. I mean, it, it, they could do it if Godwin or Evans needs a rest. But out, uh, absent that, uh, I don't see – the point in all of it. it 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 is interesting in that they have such sizable targets at the pass catching positions george now those three tight ends are all viable it's not the same gronk as we used to see howard's coming off a bad year i actually like cam Brait as a player it doesn't mean that he's kelsey or kittle or the former gronk but i like him as a player i think godwin is an absolute monster of a wide receiver and Evans is a monster with his build and the ability, the way he's able to win those one-on-one balls. So they have huge targets. I think Godwin's the best of all of them, even though he's the smallest, and he ain't all that small. So pretty interesting the way this thing is built, and it gives Brady huge targets all across the field. And obviously some of those guys play a little closer to the line of scrimmage too, so it keeps Brady from having to push the ball down the field all the time. But then again, in Arian's offense, he wants to push the ball down the field. It's I a little, it's a little, it, I've said this from the beginning, it's a little contradictory to me. Right, and it is, but the, the numbers will tell you. I mean, uh, Arian's quarterbacks generally do lead the league in interceptions, so they're real close. Top three, going back to Ben's days when uh, Arian's with Pittsburgh, it's just what he does. Yeah. Uh, that's, this is not to excuse Winston for 30 last year, but it does tell you that Arian's like to take chances. He wants to put the ball in the air and uh, get it, you know, let's get chunks of yards. He's not looking for uh, three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, he wants those 20, 25-yard plays. We'll see. I don't think they're going to use Gronk to block all that much. I think they want to keep him as healthy as they possibly can. Uh, this is another thing. I doubt very much Gronk plays 16 games. Uh, it's just that he's he's a great tight end, but he's also a huge target. He's not very elusive at missing people. When he, Even in the open air space, he gets hit all the time. It's just whenever he gets tackled, it's never an easy tackle. He's always getting mashed. People are taking out his legs. They're taking out his pins from underneath. They're going for his knees because he's so big. Uh, I doubt very much he plays 16 games. Toward the end of that season, and obviously he had a massive catch in the Super Bowl when they beat the Rams before he retired the first time around. Um, I think Gronk, to everybody, looked labored. He looked. He was clearly not the same guy. I thought he was laboring on the field for really the last half, third of that season. Gronk we could tell he was at the end of the road. He looked it physically. Um, I don't know. He's lost a bunch of weight. I'm sure he'll put some football weight back on. Maybe it helps him to be more flexible, a little bit lighter as he's not the, uh, the hulking guy that he once used to be. But I would also say that, would you, would you rest Gronk? Would you uh, pitch down his snap count? Would you give him a couple of weeks off? in the middle end of the season, how would you approach it to have him be an asset as you get into the playoffs conceivable? You might have to use him to get to the playoffs, understood, but how would you utilize it? How would you try to rest Gronk? Or do you think that just doesn't really work in football where like the NBA guys take nights off? Can, can, can it work that way in football? Well, I think it's harder in football. You only got 16 games. You got to win the games. If they start winning all these games by the bucket load, yeah, they can uh, they could afford to rest him a game here, a game there. That being said, I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't think he's playing 60, 70 snaps either. You have three good tight ends. You can afford to give Gronk 10, 15, 20 plays off and have him play 40, 45 plays. He doesn't need to be in there every single play. I I don't think he's going to be blocking all that much. I think when he's in there, he's running routes. If they want someone to block, it'll be Brait, it'll be Howard. He's a good blocker, though. He's a great blocker. So maybe an elite tight end, he was such a good blocker. You know, listen, I'm a Cowboy fan. The Cowboys won't miss Witten going down the field 
they'll miss Witten's blocking. That he's that good a tight end. So they'll miss that. But I don't. I think they understand that if they use him to block all the time, he's going to get hurt even more. And you'll you'll have rather than 70, 75, 80% Gronk as the season goes on, now you're talking 60%. He's going to be banged up that way. So uh, I think they're going to take it easy on him as far as snaps. Yeah. Maybe it's just on blocking. You take, you take him out of the alleys, blocking ones, take him out there. I think that's what they'll do. Yeah, maybe give him the week off before the bye or the week off after the bye, something like that. Well, they have a really late bye. They have the week 13 bye, the Bucks do. So uh, maybe that – you'll actually know at that point where, how they look. They, they might be on, on their way to the playoffs, but, again, they might have to win some of these games too. So that's conceivably uh, part of the strategy as well. But I'm with you. I, I think they bring his snaps down. I think you could even bring Brait snaps down too. I would let Howard out there as much as possible. Now, if he starts dropping balls like he did last year or not doing a good job for them, then uh, they might relieve him of some of his snaps. But for now, uh, I think that's the approach. Brady can't rest at all. I think Gronk can. I think you keep those guys as, as well rested as possible as we head towards the playoffs. So uh, George and I are going to talk fantasy in the next hour. We're going to talk college football with Rich Germanello of College Football Today. Uh, but as far as this hour is concerned, I hope you like listening to the Bucks and uh, Jimmy G and all that other kind of stuff. So we'll come back on The Grid. Thanks for watching this hour of Football Full Circle. Back after this on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. 
Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.